Welcome to Mindful Talk, brief conversations about mindfulness in the workplace and at home. I am your host, Lauren Wessinger. And I'm your host, Misty Anderson. And this podcast is brought to you by The Mindful Project. The Mindful Project helps you elevate the culture of your business by bringing mindfulness practice to you and your staff through in-person and virtual learning. Contact us through our website, themindfulproject.co, for more information. Hi, Mindful Talk listeners. Misty and I are with you today to chat about mindful pet ownership. Hi, Misty. Hi. I'm so happy. Guess who has a new puppy? Oh my gosh. I know. And we had planned this episode prior to me getting another dog. And what's crazy is the journey from Sequoia and her passing to where we are today with the new puppy, Kendall. It's crazy because I am like in it about being a mindful pet owner. (laughs) So you have the one new puppy now that's your one animal, right? Yes. So a lot of people know we had, we moved to Colorado with our golden retriever, Sequoia. She was seven, somewhere between Jersey and Colorado. She just went downhill and she started slowing down. She started not eating as much. And it was, we thought that she was acclimating to the mountains. And by the time that we got her to the vet, it was just too late. Um, She was so anemic that her organs started shutting down and we lost her really quickly. And it was so sudden and so unexpected. And we had just moved and you know, she's like a part of our family. So it's like, we made this big journey all together and then she was gone. And so it was like, holy cow, like the girls didn't even know she was that sick. And then she passed. And so, you know, we, like a lot of people, you know, the first inkling is I could never get another animal. I could never go through this again. Um, And then, you know, a couple of months later, I just, I really started seeing, um, a change in the girls and my husband, like, it was like, there was something missing and everybody just needed that lovable thing to pet and to be there for us. And so I didn't really particularly want a puppy, um, because I had newborns and I know what also puppies are like, and I put those in the same basket, but I was outvoted. And, um, we have four people in our family. So, you know, we ended up with a puppy and I can't, I have to say though, like babies, they just are a really fun, they bring a lot of light to the house and, um, but there's lots of challenges because they are like newborns and their teeth are razor sharp and the six-year-old doesn't understand that the teeth are razor sharp. And then suddenly everybody's yelling at the dog or each other. And so, I really do have to do a lot of um, reminding myself how short of a period of time it is and really backing myself off the cliff so that I can help everybody else because having a puppy is definitely a big mindfulness practice. I can't imagine. I don't know. I haven't had a puppy since I lived at home and like my parents had a puppy. We usually go with older dogs for that exact reason. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I guess the reason I caved, well, obviously I was outvoted, but I caved because 
I really, I think that's something beautiful for my kids to experience. And, you know, they get all like just diva-ish sometimes like kids do. And so I feel like it grounds you a lot because you have to and also forces people to pick up their things. Just FYI. Mm, yes. <laughs> um, because if you don't want it eaten or taken away or potentially peed on, you better get it out of the way. And they're quickly learning that. So it's an adjustment. Um, but honestly, I feel like in a really good way. Now, I'm at work all day and Barrett's home with the puppy all day. So perhaps his um, version of this would be a little different. Um, and it's sim- his stories sound a lot like when I was home with the kids and they were babies. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that's so funny. It is very hard. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah. And it's a new family member. So that's, you know, it's like I try to talk to Ella's old enough to understand, you know, like look, she's a baby for this long. I know it doesn't seem that way to you guys, but you're going to have her until you're in high school or after. And, you know, this is like a little short period of time. So try not to get too agitated with her. Try to give her some grace. She's like figuring out this whole world and she's tiny. And so, like I said, I have to do a lot of backing myself off the cliff because I'm like, get back here with my shoe or don't poop on that or whatever it is. Um, but I, I do feel like I've done, I guess, as the leader of that charge in my family, I'm, I feel like I'm doing a, a pretty decent job at it. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you said is um, important in mindful pet ownership is the longevity You know, I was reading something recently that there's all these animals now um, being taken to the shelters because of all the pandemic pets that people got and, and realizing that they don't want the animal anymore. And I think like number one, mindful pet ownership is sitting with, am I ready to invite this animal into my family? Like you said, and, and, and welcome he or she is a new family member. Um, and do whatever it takes to keep this animal healthy and happy. Um, my son wants a turtle and the only reason we're not getting a turtle is because they live till they're 40. And I'm like, Carson, so if I'm like 45, I'm going to have this turtle when I am an 85 year old woman. (laughs) And I cannot authentically, honestly say that I want to sign up for that, that, that I can get that turtle turtle a good life. Oh my gosh. You could do like a turtle logo, lots of things you could do. Oh my gosh. I would say no to. Right. Oh. And, and so I, and he was like, I, I understand. And I said, do you want to take the turtle to college? Do you want the turtle to follow you around as you move around the country? Um, and he was like, no. And I said, we have to think about those things. He's a living, a living being. And, um, and, and turtles, believe it or not, we, we did a little research. They really bond with their owner. Like they really get to know who mm. their owner is. It's very sweet. Um, so yeah, it's the longevity piece. It's like, am I in for the long haul with this animal? Who's probably going to ruin some rugs. Yep. Who's probably going to poop places. I don't want it to poop. Who's probably going to chew some stuff up. And, and I think what you said in the beginning is so key. Like it's not easy to own an animal. You don't just get this creature and expect it to be smooth sailing all the time. Like it's going to be annoying sometimes. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, your kids are that way sometimes. Your yeah. parents are that way sometimes. It's another family member. So yeah, they get annoying. They do. And it can get overwhelming. And I mean, I've had to 
she's been going and doing the zoomies everywhere. And I've been like, all right, outside, you know, kind of with my kids, I used to either put them in the bath or get them outside if things were going bananas. And so that's a practice I do with my dog. Like just get outside. Everybody needs fresh air. But I think that it's the longevity piece is what a lot of people forget. And it makes me really sad. I don't want to be one of those people that ever has to like return a dog. I know sometimes it doesn't work out for like safety reasons and things like that. But just because like all of a sudden I don't want to take care of something. Ugh, that's you have to really sit with if you're going to get a pet. Trust me, I sat with this for a while because I knew, I mean, even though I did say I'm not picking up poop and I'm not doing the puppy training and blah, blah, blah. I said all of that. I'm doing all of that. Of course. Um, Because it's my family member and I do love her. So I'm going to. I will say, I think what you said is important too. Like sometimes the animal doesn't fit in your family. And, you know, there could be a million reasons the animal could be biting little kids or, you know, there's all these reasons. I remember we, so when my husband and I first moved in together, we must've been like 24 years old, we got a cat and we were gone all day working and we thought, Oh, cat needs, um, a friend. So we got cat, a friend friend did not like living in an apartment. They did not get along. Well, we would come home from work and the original cat was Shanti. And then the new cat was Shalom, you know, our little Jubu family. We thought it was very cute. And so Shalom (laughs) was anything but Shalom and peaceful. We would come home and she would be like, attached to the screen as high up on the window or the door as you could get. She was crazy. And so she started peeing and pooping on my pillow only. Um, And we realized, okay, yeah, this cat has an issue being in an apartment and it doesn't really like me very much. Um, And there was a point where like there was pee and poop laundry going and then she peed and pooped again and we couldn't wash it because there was already pee and poop laundry being washed. And I was like, okay, So I called my parents who live in Tucson and had, have a lot more land and space than our apartment. And I rehomed her to them and she was the best cat they ever had. They always had cats and dogs. They were big animal people. She was like a human element of their little family back then. She would sleep and these massive eucalyptus trees, like a jaguar, she would come in and bring all these creatures she had killed. She was like a little huntress and she needed to be outside and they loved her so much and it just wasn't the right fit. And so as a trying to be a responsible pet owner, I was like, well, she's not going back to the shelter. I'm not doing that. I was in tears. I remember. So I found her a better home and it worked out. That's so good. That's what I would do if, so the other day, so Kendall's teeth are like, I mean, just razor sharp and she doesn't mean to jump and do those things, but she does. And she really comes at Valerie, but also Valerie like is the lowest to the ground. And she kind of is always moving her arms back and forth and inviting it in. She doesn't know that she's inviting it in. So anyway, like I said, Barrett's been around it a little bit more because I've been at the library and, you know, I came home one day and she had just lunged at her and kind of nicked her cheek. Well, we all have like for real PTSD around. She was bitten by a dog when she was like 18 months. And then the dog bat was awful in itself, but then it got infected and it got really, really giant. She ended up in the hospital and I had to squeeze it for six weeks, twice a day. And anyways, it was very awful. And so 
came in after she had kind of Kendall had launched at Val's face and Barrett was like, if this keeps up, I'm not asking anybody. She's going to find a new home. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Cause he's obviously in the middle of the whole shenanigans. I was like, honey, you know, she didn't mean to do that. She's excited. She's little. He's like, I know, but it's always at Valerie. And I'm like, I know Valerie's the lowest to the ground and she invites it in more. And then he takes a breath and he's like, I know. (laughs) And, you know, I'm glad that I can be a partner that can support, you know, and you can bounce it off because if you have a partnership, one of you needs to be level when the other person's like about to return them, you know, and it's, he's not that kind of pet owner. He wouldn't want to do that. But in the heat of the moment, he was worried about Valerie, you know, the whole jumping at your face was like reminiscent of it happening with the bite. So I understood it, but I also was like, these, these things are going to happen. She's, I mean, Ella hits Valerie, Valerie chases the dog, the dog bites Valerie. They're all sisters. (laughs) Totally. I think that's good advice. Like it's like any relationship, you know, except that it's an animal. Like if you and Barrett got in a really bad fight, he's not going to be like, I'm returning you. I'm I'm sending you back. Or you know what right? I mean? So, but I think that's good advice to, if you do have something happen with your animal that kind of puts you at your wits end to, to like give it 24 hours before you decide anything, because it is a relationship and you have to let the dust settle. So you can think clearly about, okay, what do we do about this? You know? And of course that's, that's up to you as the pet owner, but like trying not to make decisions based off emotion in the moment, um, when the situation applies, I mean, of course this not, this is not your puppy, but if it's a grown dog and he's violent, yes, that is an emotional situation that needs to be dealt with. Right. But in the realm of like normal things that happen, you know, just sitting with the decision, I think is, is being mindful about it. I agree. I, um, when I started thinking about this topic, I was also thinking about um, some friends I have that they take it really personally when people aren't animal people. And I'm sure you know what I mean by that. So mm-hmm. like, I have an animal, they're my world. I love them. Like I'm that's, I'm the same. I treat them as my family member, but I know there are a lot of people that aren't like that. And so I try to be mindful in the way of just being respectful to the community as I would with my kids. Like I don't like my kids traditionally act like barbarians and run over and jump on people and do whatever. I try to do the same thing with my animals. And I find there's some people that get really like offended and out of sorts if someone's not an animal person. And I had to tell a friend of mine one time, I said, you have got to let that shrug off your shoulders they're obviously not your people. You're not going to go like hang out or marry them. So just let it go. And she's like, but I just don't understand how some people can't just love animals the way I do. And I'm like, some people don't even love people the way you love people. (laughs) We're all different. And the important thing, and I'm like this, and that's what I told her. I was like, this is part of your mindfulness practice. You need to like, look at it from their lens. They don't have the pet in their life. Perhaps they have a reason that they can't, maybe they got bit when they were little, you know, I'm like people carry trauma and it's, as someone who their child's been bit, I carry trauma from that. Um, when she approaches animals, I get nervous. So I say all that to say, like, if you're here and you're listening, you're obviously a pet lover. I'm thinking yes, because you clicked on it and it's about being a good pet owner. Um, 
just be aware that not everybody is going to like animals. And that doesn't mean that they're necessarily like against the animals. Perhaps it's something else that they're carrying around. Mm -hmm. It's true. Not everybody is into domesticated pets. And, you know, when I really realized this, because I, we've always had animals. It's just like a normal part of our life. We had a business, a yoga studio, and we had this studio dog and I was like, all right, that's cool. The dog is cute, whatever. But I can't tell you how many complaints we got about the studio dog because it would jump on people. It would run in the studio and get on people's yoga mats. And a lot of people were like, I don't want this dog on my yoga mat. Like I I'm just coming in to take yoga. And I realized they weren't complaining to be nags. They really didn't like it, you know? Yeah. And so in a place of business, sometimes it's, sometimes it's the culture, like to bring your dog to work and in, in an office environment. But I feel like in a service related industry, um, to have animals there when, when clients aren't expecting it, it was something new for me. Like I definitely learned like, right. I can see how this kind of is inappropriate in this type of business, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a really, it's funny how we think about every other aspect about what we do out in the community. We think about how we drive, how our kids act, how we act. We don't cut people off in the line most of the time at the grocery store, things like that. But then sometimes with our animals, we're like, oh, well, they can be free because they're animals, but actually they're domesticated pets. So, you know, they, we run into that a lot here in Silverton because we call it jokingly the Silverton dog park. Cause there's so many, there's more dogs than there are people and they don't have rules. Like when I die, I want to come back as a dog and I want to be in Silverton because they have the best life. They roam like they're free. And then they all just come back to their houses or somebody else's house and like eat and stuff. It's wonderful, so but sweet. it's difficult because those same animals just, I've had three dogs this week walk in my front door. Oh, not my, <laughs> not my dogs just dogs. And they're all neighborhood dogs that I know. And, and I'm like, boots, get out of here. <laughs> um, but that's part of me living here is while sometimes it drives me nuts. I, I then mindfully tell myself, that's kind of what I signed up for. And I really love it. So it's an adjustment because I lived in New Jersey before this, where dogs didn't just randomly, you know, lived in a city where they didn't randomly walk in your door. Um, but I really like it. You know, I mean, as long as the dogs don't do anything in my house, <laughs> but I mean, it's a, it's, it's a very mindful practice for me because my brain goes to completely freak out the random dog in my house or all these dogs in my yard or someone else's dogs is pooping in my yard. And then I'm like, Misty, this is what you signed up for. And it's actually really okay. You know, they're pets, they're living their best life. You know who they belong to. All the kids love them. They're good animals. So it's like, okay. So it's kind of like I have 10 dogs, really. So funny. Which is crazy. I'm wondering about, you know, I don't know where this episode is compared to the one we did on bringing softness into your life, but we talked about animals, animal ownership as a way to stimulate your parasympathetic nervous system, which means to stimulate the um, rest response in your body to turn down stress. And I wonder if there's a practice as far as mindful pet ownership. Um, you know, maybe it's even spending a few minutes a day 
with your pet, but not scrolling your phone, you know, not watching TV, but just spending like a few minutes, it's called attuning to them, you know, where you're just with them and you're together and it could be five minutes, but I have noticed when I observe or I kind of attune to my pets, my whole body settles down no matter what. I mean, no matter what it's wild. It's a lot cheaper than a newborn and it gives you the same feels. Um, you know, I, she loves her belly rubbed and it brings her so much joy and I can see the joy. And so I love rubbing her belly. And so once a day I do that, I kind of just like, we'll sit with her and just rub her belly and play with her a little bit and rub her belly. And it's maybe five minutes, but she, every single time comes to me, she rolls over on her belly and it's like our thing. And she knows that like, it brings me a lot of joy too, which is crazy. She's also really soft. And Barrett used to always talk about how calming it was to like pet Sequoia. I never pet Sequoia a lot because she shed so much that if you like pet her, it will like all go flying. We, um, Kendall's like a brindle and it's, she's just really soft. And I find that like when I'm reading now, if she nestles up right next to me and I pet her while I'm reading, like it is so calming. Mm -hmm. And I've never really had, I've had lots of animals, but I've never had an animal that just was like a super good snuggler and would just sit there and let me pet. And she's definitely like that. And I totally agree. Um, But don't, don't just go run and get a puppy first, do the sitting, (laughs) sit with the decision. Right. And make sure it's something you're willing to do. I mean, they go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, just like newborns. And it's, if it's not in a crate, it's in your pillow. <laughs> um, they eat grass and throw up nonstop because they don't know any better. Like they're just hilarious, but they do bring a lot of joy. And if you can't get a puppy, get like a four or five-year-old, you know, those are like chilled out. And I, but I do, I think it's a great um, practice to bring your spirits up and help, um, like fight and like depression and PTSD. I mean, there's lots of studies for it, but you've got to be mindful about being the pet owner, just like what we talked about. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. And it's not just a, Ooh, I got a cute dog. Yeah. Therapy dogs are, are real. I mean, they're in hospitals and work with veterans for a reason. You know, I even see myself being older, like when the kids are gone and doing like the the dog hospice where you just take care of a dog who doesn't have a home for his last year. I would totally just give it McDonald's and lots of love. And and then you're with it. I know. Isn't that so sweet? Oh my God. Think about if you could work at the NICU and rock tiny babies and then also house elderly dogs. I know. (gasps) So much joy. We're either crazy or getting old. I'm not sure which one. I think I have figured out our retirement plan. Yeah. I love it. Well, I really enjoyed talking about this. I, I've been obviously, cause I'm in the throw of it. I have been thinking a lot about like, cause you know, you go back and forth on like, did I make the right decision? Did I not? And I'm in that early stages, but I know I did. And, um, it's just another place where I notice my mindfulness practice, helping me be better as a pet owner. So I'm happy to share We appreciate everybody and we will see you guys next week. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to Mindful Talk. 
We don't take it lightly that you spent your time listening to our podcast, and we are forever grateful. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Welcome to a more mindful way of living and working.